Ready for the work? Sure about that? Are you excited this morning? Don't seem like it. They're not sounding like it. Yes, All right. Oh, somebody says, let's say this together, our Father. In the name of your Son, Jesus, we receive revelation that is found in Christ alone. There is no confusion. There is no contradictions in this atmosphere. We believe and we receive all our needs met in the name of Jesus. And we say your name alone is glorified and we are edified. Amen. All right. I'll start the series this morning, How Faith Confection Works. Um, I'm starting this series because we are in a season where I believe Spirit of God is inspiring our hearts to build our faith on um, a lot of believers need to, as we approach the coming season, we must build our faith. Amen. So I, I want us to to pay close attention to this series. I'm going to be walking you through a whole lot of things according to the scriptures. And I want you to pay very good attention. Amen. Because um, your faith is very important and it's very key. Look at in Mark 11 verse 22 to 23. I'll start from there this morning. Mark 11, 22 to 23. Mark 11, 22 to 23. It says, And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. Amen. He says, He shall have what whatsoever he said. So he says, Wherefore I say unto you, that whatsoever thing ye desire, when you pray, it says, and you believe, it says, you shall, and you receive them, you shall have them. Now, so the background story of this was that Jesus was on his way, and he spoke, Jesus was just on his way to Jerusalem, and he spoke to the fig tree, and as he spoke to the fig tree, nothing instantaneously happened. Nothing happened immediately, but the next day as they were coming back, Peter paid attention and said, oh, he called the attention and said, oh, wow, the fig tree you spoke to, uh, it's gone, you know. And Jesus told them in verse 23, then Jesus answered them in 23, he said, have the faith of God. Then in 23, he says, for verily. That word verily there is, the, is, is like the word most assuredly, like he's like a proven fact. So he said, verily, verily, I see unto you. That is, this is, this is a key fact. He says, if you say to this mountain, be not doubt in your heart. And he says, if you say to this mountain, be that removed, and shall not doubt in your heart. He says, you shall have whatsoever you say. Look at the Second Corinthians 4. Second Corinthians 4. Second Corinthians 4, verse 13. So Corinthians 4.13. Second Corinthians 4.13. We have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. And we also believe, therefore we speak. This text was getting from Psalm 16, verse 20. It says, we believe, and therefore we speak. 
Jesus spoke about two actions here. He says, we believe and therefore we speak. So that shows that in our, in our approach to the faith of God, it's in two actions, we believe and we speak. Look at how Jesus said something in Matthew 21. Matthew 21, verse 21. Matthew 21, verse 21. Matthew 21, verse 21. He says, then G now this is the fig tree story now, but this is Matthew's account. He says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that if, look at what he says, he says, that if ye have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but ye shall also say to this month, they be removed, and be that cast in the sea. What did he say? He says, it shall be done. I like that one. He says, it shall be done. Hallelujah. And I will tell you something about your faith. Faith does not work on God. No. When you are exercising your faith and say, I believe that this is happening, you are not using it on God, though. <laughs> faith is not, you, your, your faith is not towards God. So, that, that, there's an aspect of faith you need to work on. And to believe is actually a work of faith. How did you even believe the gospel? How did you get saved? You believed and you confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. You see Romans 10. Look at it in Romans 10. or Mark, You see Mark 16 verse 15 where it says, uh, These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Where it says, Go and preach the gospel and they that believe shall be baptized. And all of those things. In John 3 16, For God so loved the word I gave is only begotten. So whosoever does not believe or whosoever believe in the name shall have eternal life. Do you see the belief there? Look at in Romans 10. In Romans 10, there was now a key aspect. In Romans 10, there was a key aspect that you needed to pay attention to. Look at what it says in verse 9, Romans 10, or let's start from verse 8. But what's here, D? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which you preach. And as it says, if thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart, that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Look at what it says. It says, if thou confess with thy mouth, and thou shalt believe in thy heart. Are you see that? Just like in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13, where it says, we believe, therefore we speak. Do you see that? That's the same action that happened to us when we believed the gospel. Right? You believe that Christ died for your sins. You believe, and what did you believe? You believe and you confess the gospel, how that Christ died and how that he was raised again for your sins, and it was done. And that was it. And you, you got saved. That's why you got born again. That's why you're a Christian. So when you believe and you confess the gospel, it shall be done. So it's an established law that when you believe and confess the gospel, it shall be done. So what did you believe? What did you believe? That's the question. So what did you believe? You believe and you confess with your mouth that Christ raised him from the dead. That's the way how a man saved. So that's why you see that when we preach the gospel, those of you, I believe every one of you should go for outreach or should be going for outreach. And when you preach the gospel, when you, you just teach them the gospel and immediately there was just that conviction. In there. Do you notice that many a times, when you preach the gospel to people, you are not the one that asks them, do you believe what they say? They will just tell you, I understand. That consent is just them believing. It's just you seeing that, ah, okay, this guy is, 
has believed the gospel. So, when he says confess there, he says in, in verse 10, with the act. Look at in verse 10 there, he says, with the act, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth. Are you seeing it? Confession is made unto salvation. With the heart, man believeth. With the mouth, confession. He says, with the heart. So, that shows that your believing is quite key. Are you, are you paying attention? So that means my believing the gospel is quite key or my believing a situation will change is quite key. And that word confession in Romans 10 verse 10 is from the Greek word homologia, H-O-M-O-L-O-G-I-A, homologia. And it means to say something in agreement. To say something in agreement. It is to say what happened in your heart. That is, it's like saying, it's like saying I believe that today is Sunday, and I said it that today is Sunday, right? Because it's also, actually, it's also a proven fact. Now, so it's to say what happened in your heart. What does homologia mean? Homologia means that you say something in agreement. That is, what is like saying, Sharon is light. Or let's say, I don't believe that Sharon is fair. So I'll just say, Sharon is black. And because that's what is in my mind. Are you getting what I'm saying? So I'm confessing or I'm agreeing to that fact in my mind. So that's what homologia means. So it's, it's, it's to say what happened in your heart. So the agreement has to be when your heart and my mouth agrees. The agreement has to be what you believe. So a lot of us just say, I will just confess what I will just confess the word. I will confess the word. I will never be poor in my life. I will never be poor in my life. Yes. But do you believe it? Do you believe what you are saying? I don't know if you are following me this morning. Let me see your hand. Okay, cool. Do you believe? You know, we, we tell you speak positive words, right? Guys, right? We say speak the right words, speak the right word. But the truth of the matter is, the right words that you are saying. Do you actually believe it in your heart that this thing I'm saying is true? Because look at, if you look at, if you look at all the texts we, we saw in this place, do you notice there was an emphasis on believing then speaking? Mark 11, 23, it says, you believe, it says, if you believe in your heart and do not doubt in your heart, you shall have what you say, right? In a, that shows you will speak what you say. Now, it now says, that's 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13, it now says that we believe, therefore we speak. So that shows that there was a believing aspect of it. In Romans 10, we now also saw that even the faith that we believe, the fact that we are born again, it shows that we believe that Christ raised Jesus from the dead for us. And we said it was just, I'm born again. I'm a Christian. You know, just you saying you're a Christian is just affirming the fact of your identity. Are you getting what I'm So the question is, okay, many of us will just say, I'm not poor. I have the job. I have the job. I have... I have this. But do you actually believe what you are saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? Do you actually believe what you are saying? So when my, when my heart and my mouth agrees, that's confession. I'll say it again. When my heart and my mouth agrees, that's confession. So what I believe with my heart, I say with my mouth. What I believe with my heart... I say with my mouth. What I believe with my heart, I say with my mouth. What I believe with my heart, I say with my mouth. So I believe that positive things are happening for me, I say it. I believe I'm never stranded, I say it. I believe hell comes my way, I'm saying it. I believe that we are increasing, we are growing, I say it. I believe that 
Things are, the nations are listening to us. The nations are coming down. I say it. Do you know why? What I believe in my mouth, I say with my mouth. That's confession. Don't forget, we are looking at how faith confession works. That's what we, that's what we are studying this morning. How faith confession works. So that when somebody asks you, what's the essence of these positive things you are saying? You don't say negative statement. You can't give them an answer. Are you getting what I'm saying? If somebody say, why is it that you don't even, everything you always say is just positive things. You don't, you don't say, I've not heard you say negative words. You say, well, this is the reason why. Because knowledge is very key. Look at, let's do a background study. Look at in Hebrews 3 verse 1. So what I believe with my mouth, in my heart, I say with my mouth. Do you believe that your business is growing? You know, so it's not, you know, it's not just yes, sir. Do you actually believe it in your heart? That's why sometimes you can actually condition your mind to believe what you are doing. So that you can say the right things. Okay, look at in Hebrews 3, Hebrews 3 verse 1. Hebrews 3 verse 1. It says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider it says, consider the apostles, the high faith, the, the consider the apostles, the high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. When you see that word profession there, it's just talking to us about what they are saying also. You will see also in Hebrews 4, 4 verse 14. Hebrews 4 verse 14. It says, seeing that we then have a great high priest that is passed unto the heavens, Jesus Christ, let us hold fast to our profession. That profession there is like confession. It's basically like saying what you are saying. Let us hold fast to what we are saying. You see also in that Hebrews 4 verse 1 to 2, it says, let us therefore fear, or let's go to 1 Timothy. Put your hand in that Hebrews. Let's go to 1 Timothy 6. 1 Timothy 6. 1 Timothy 6. 1 Timothy 6. It says in verse 12 to 13, fight the good fight of a laid on internal life. Wherefore, thou hast also be called that thou hast professed a good word. It says a good profession. Are you seeing it? So that good profession there is basically good confession that you are saying the right things. Okay. Before many witness. All right. So in that sense, I charge thee in the sight of, of those that quickened the dead and all of those things. Now look at it. Go back to that Hebrews 4. In Hebrews 4 verse 1 to 2, he says something. Let us therefore fear. Lest a promise being left of us, entering into his rest, any of you should come short of it. Look at what he now says in verse 2. That says, For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. Now he's giving a comparison between those in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament, and now. And he now says, But the word being preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. He now says in verse 3, For we which we have believed do enter into his rest. For he has said, I have sworn into his rod, and they shall not enter my rest, although the words are the foundations of the word. Now, he says they will not enter into his rest because they did not believe. In that sense, we that have believed, we have entered into his rest. So those guys in, in Moses' time, they didn't believe because they didn't enter his rest. They didn't believe and they didn't enter into his rest. I'm coming. Just hold that day. Go to 1 Corinthians 10. I'm trying to do a background for you. I, I, I just, because today I'm trying to give us an introduction into what I want to share this month. Because as a church, I'm supposed to be teaching you on, on preparing for camp meeting. We're having camp meeting in November. But I'm supposed to be preparing you, but I just had that average that 
we need to we need to build our faith and a lot will happen to us we will see a whole tremendous a whole tremendous success in what we are doing if only we can build our faith strong okay so look at this first corinthians thing first corinthians 10 moreover brethren i will not have you ignorant how that your fathers will pass under the day of baptizing to the old judge look at it look at verse 5 for with many of them, God was not pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now, these things were written for our example to the instance that you do not lose after these things as they also lost it. Now, in that sense, you will see everything, even in verse 9. Let us also tell you, you see that they didn't actually believe the gospel. They didn't believe. In that sense, in verse 11, in that sense, now all these things happened to them for examples, and they were written our admonition upon whom the ends of the world will come. So, their stories, when we read their stories, we read the stories of how men did not confess God's word or did not believe God's word and they were destroyed. So, that story is written. So, that means there's good confession and there's bad confession. Some people say, I don't believe the gospel. That's a bad confession. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, there's good confession and there's bad confession. Now, so, and you know, some people say, some people believe that as long as God said it, you know, there's, 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 there's something that people say. Some people say, as long as God said it, it will come to pass. It's a lie. That's, it's not true. If he said it, you have to now say it. Hebrews 13, he says, for he has said, so that you may boldly say. Some people say, there's a prophecy over my life. It will come to pass. If you don't say the prophecies over your life, it's not going to come. Are you getting what I'm saying? Oh, we're going to study that in this series. So the issue was not... So now, what happened to those guys in, in, in Moses' time? The issue was not with the message preached. They didn't believe the word of God. The issue was not with the message. That's why 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and instruction in righteousness. So they just... They, they didn't enter into the rest. So that means we can actually teach from those Old Testament books because of 2 Timothy 3.16 and actually preach salvation and men will be saved. But they didn't enter into the rest because they didn't believe. So, and how do you know? And how do you know unbelief? Just like faith, unbelief is expressed by words. Now, wh why am I taking you through this journey? You know, we started and we said, you believe, therefore you speak. So, it's what you are believing you say, right? Now, I'm not walking you through a journey and I'm explaining to you how do you know unbelief? How do you know that it is unbelief? Just like how faith is. Unbelief is actually expressed by words. You know you can't actually see what, you know, to the, you can be looking at me and say, Pastor, I believe. Pastor, I, I believe. These are going well. But you know, I am not in your heart. <laughs> do you know I'm not in your heart? I am not in your house. I don't live with any of you. <laughs> I don't know what you are saying. I am not in any of you's job. I am not in any of you's uh, family or whatever things you are doing or your schools or your businesses. Do you get it? Now, but you can't see what is in the heart of a man or what... But what a man says reveals what is in his heart. What a man says reveals what is. That's why you see people leave a church service and the next thing is they are lamenting. Ah, it's tough. Ah, it's, it's really tough. 
Life is hard. Life is finished. And you know what? That's what you see. That's what you get. That's what you get. So what a man says reveals what is in his heart. So we, we are actually looking how does faith confession work. That's, that's what we are looking at. Some people will just be saying things. I don't be saying, mm, eh. but what key, but you know one key thing about spiritual growth is that you must have understanding. Oh, you must have understanding. Because when we say how faith confession works, if you don't understand, if you you see, eh, understanding means you can explain why. See, I remember when I was much younger, I I couldn't explain why of so many things. Even if they asked me, why are you preaching to God? I'll just say, because I love God. Because Jesus is good. I couldn't explain why. That's why if you notice the way I teach in this church, I have a lot of why questions. I don't know if you have observed that. A lot of why questions as a, as a teaching. Why this? Why this? Do you know why? It's just to give you a proper perspective, a proper understanding. Because understanding is key. You must actually be able to explain how does it work. Okay, if somebody asks you, how, how did you get saved? Can you explain it? Did somebody ask you, what, how does a sinner get saved today? Can you actually explain it? So you just say, I just preach. I just tell him to say, say after me. You know that say after me simply means his own belief. Because what you preach is capable of getting him saved. Do you get what I'm saying? How does it work? What, okay. What do you see when somebody when do you see when somebody is saved? What do you see when okay, can you explain? Can can you be able to explain okay your crystal life and say, okay, what's the perspective of which I am going? So understanding is very key. So when we say how faith confession work, how, why does it work? Why does it even work? Somebody will say, because somebody gave a testimony, so I was inspired. You know, we're going to study that too. <laughs> we'll look at foolishness and presumptuousness in this series. Is it because, I, because somebody came to church, shared a testimony and said, Brethren, ah, that's it that pastor said. He walked to, I just used my word. And as I used my word like this, they gave me the job. Brethren, use your word though. You now say, yes. That's, that's why he walks. You know, that's why, it's just like what we just did in Summer Healing Campaign. I had to teach you how to demonstrate the power of God, how to heal the sick, so that you can actually know how it works. Are you getting what I'm saying? And why it actually works? Because understanding is key. You can't, you can't build your life up because somebody said, this. Oh, because somebody said my healing, because I, because I received this healing. You, that you are, you are actually not sick of the problem, you're not saying, Ah, because this is how I receive healing, then me too I receive my healing. There's actually something called faith, and there's something called foolishness and presumptuousness. And we must study it. <laughs> because in Mark 4, look at Mark 4. Let's look at something. Let's look at the parable of the sower. In Mark 4. Are you learning something this morning? Ah. Look at something in Mark 4. Let's start from verse 13. I want us to read this properly. Look at Mark 4, verse 13. And he said unto them, Know ye not this parable, and how will he know the parables? He says, The sower soweth the word. And these are they that are sown, these are they that are by the wayside where the word is sown. 
But when they heard, Satan comets immediately and take away the words that was sown in their heart. You know why? Because they don't understand. When you don't know what, when you don't know why, Satan will you give room for the Satan to come and take whatever. Imagine you come to church service now, you are confused. The devil will just take the rust, the little that was remaining in your heart. Are you getting what I'm saying? He says, this, look at what he says. He says the sower. Now, who is the sower? The sower is either the preacher of the word or God. The sower of the word does not determine the ground of which the sower. So the sower does not determine on which ground the, 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 the seed will be sown in your heart. The sower in this aspect is either the preacher of God's word or God himself. Either of both. But look at in verse 16. It says, And this likewise were sown on stony ground, and they we heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Are you seeing? It says, This was heard the word, they receive it with gladness, and they have no root of themselves or enjoy afflictions and all of those things. But look at in verse 20. Or let's read on. It says, And they have no root in themselves, so they endure for a time. When affliction and persecution are arrested for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Are you seeing that? <laughs> there are people like this today in our world. That they teach them, but when they see contrary situation, they just change their faith. They allow uh, orange is the new black to take it away from their heart. They just believe Netflix movie over God's word. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? It says they, they just endure for a while. In that sense, verse 18, and these are they which are sown on thorns, as such that they hear the word, the cares of this word. They just say, the, my business, my money. See, I just need to focus on so many other things in my life. I just have my priorities set up. Since the case of this was decision and the loss of other things, entry shock. He says he shook. He says he shook the world, and it becomes unfruitful. You know, since in verse twenty, I like this one. It says, but there are they which are sown a good ground, such that they hear the word, they receive it, and they bring forth fruit. Wow. Some 30 fold, some 60 fold, and some 100 fold. Now, when he says, now, when he says 30, 60, I don't know, he's showing you a progression. It's the progression of their growth. That means they grow from 30, they grow from they grow to 60, and they eventually get to 100. It's a progression. Because I don't determine the ground, I don't, I don't determine the ground. You determine it. As I'm teaching you God's word every day. I don't determine the ground on which the seed is sown. You are the one that will determine it. You are the one that will say, tell yourself, oh, I want this word to work in my life. I want the word of God to work. I want to see changes as a result of the word. I want to see differences as a result of the word in my life. I want God's word to work. I don't determine it. You are the one that will determine it. So that's why I will teach God's word. Because you, you look at the, how Matthew account explains it. Go to Matthew 13. Matthew 13 verse 19. Matthew 13, verse 19. Look at Matthew 13, verse 19. It says, When one heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, what happens to him? It says, Then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which is sown in his heart. This is he which received the seed by the wayside. Are you seeing why your understanding is key? Guys, are you seeing why your understanding is key? He says, if when one heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, what happens? Let's read it together. Then cometh the wicked one 
which scattered it away, and that which was sown in his heart, and that he received the seed by the wayside. So your understanding is key. So that shows when you come to service like this, you pay close attention to what is being said. Because if not, you just, by Tuesday, you have already forgotten the service. They will ask you, what service they teach? Because you don't understand. It wasn't sown in your heart properly. So, and it gives room for Satan to deceive you. It gives room for Satan to deceive you. So, why will faith confession work? Why will faith confession work? So, are you saying why we need to understand why what you speak will work, right? Guys, are you seeing it? Are you seeing the reason now? Okay, so why would faith confession work? Number one, I will look at just number one today and we'll continue next week. Your words mark the limits or the possibilities of your life. I'll say it again. Your words mark the limits or the possibilities of your life. So, we say how faith confession works. We see that our understanding of these things are key. Look at where we started from before. We said, if you believe and you speak, you are in agreement. Right? Right? Then we saw how our understanding is key. That our understanding is key on this thing. Because, see, if you don't know what you are doing, or if you don't know the key to this thing, you, know, you already know what the wicked one will do. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, these things are just very key. Now, your words, how, why does faith confession work? Your words mark the limit or the possibilities of your life. See, your words set laws over your life. Your words set laws over your life. See, let me tell you. I am where I am today because of what I said yesterday. Your words set laws over your life. And when we say limit, you know, we say your, your words mark the limit of your life. I'm not saying limit in the in a negative connotation, no. Are you getting what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because look at it, Mark, 3, Mark 9. Look at Mark 9, verse 23. Mark 9, 23. I, I'm, I'm going to show you a lot of scriptures because you already understand. So, because your understanding is key, right? Okay. Look at it, Mark, Mark, Mark 9, verse 23. Mark 9, verse 23. It says, Jesus said unto him, if thou can believe that all things are possible to him. He says, if thou can believe. What did he say? He says, all things are possible to him. Ah, see, I, I, I really want you to understand what I'm saying, brethren. He look at what Jesus, he says, if you can just believe. All things are possible to him that believe it. So that shows that your belief is key. Look at, look at, look at in Proverbs 18 verse 21. Proverbs 18 21. Proverbs 18, verse 21. Proverbs 18, verse 21. Proverbs 18, 21. He says that. Look, let's look at that. Proverbs 18, verse 21. Proverbs 18, 21. He says, death and life. Are we there? He says, death and life. Let's, I want us to read it together. I'll wait for you. Proverbs 18, verse 21. He says, what did he say? Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. He says, death and life are in the power of your tongue. So that shows 
what my words can say, I can actually command death to my life and command life to my wife, life. Bear the power of my tongue. Look at Proverbs 12 verse 14. Proverbs 12 verse 14. Proverbs 12 verse 14. Proverbs 12 verse 14. Look at what he says. Proverbs 12, I, I really want you to get this this morning. He says, a man shall be satisfied with the good of, a man shall be satisfied with the good by the fruit of what? His mouth. And the recompense of his of man's hand shall be rendered unto him. He says he shall be satisfied by the fruit of his mouth. He says the fruit of his mouth. So your words set marks. What does your words do? Your words set marks. It sets the limits. It sets the possibilities of your life. So whatever you say sets the marks for your life. Whatever you say sets the possibilities of your life. Your words, your words, see, your words set the marks over your life. See, the minute you said you can't, you couldn't. The minute you said you can't do it, you couldn't. The minute you, the minute you uttered it with your mouth and said, it's, it's not possible, then it's not possible. The minute you said it can't be done, then it can't be done. The minute you said you couldn't, you, it couldn't. Because, see, your words is very pivotal. Your words, your words, let me tell you, they told us this thing when I was much younger. Even these people that said it, they didn't even know, they didn't even know, I don't believe they know the gospel more. But they just told us, they said that your words, you will rise, man rises above the words he says. So that shows that you can't go beyond what you have said over your life. You can't. Because he says the possibilities. The very minute you said you can't, you can't. The very minute you said it is impossible, then it is impossible. The very minute you said, oh, it's tough, then it is. Because your words matter. Your words really matter. Look at in Numbers 13. Look at Numbers 13. I will show you something there. Now, if you look at, I will just give you a backstory. Go, go to Numbers 13 so that we can read. But I will give you a backstory of what really happened. Numbers 13. Numbers 13, Numbers 13, Numbers 13. Your words mark the limits or the possibilities of your life. Numbers 13, look at Numbers 13. If you read from verse 1 downward, you will see that they throw stress spies to go and spy the land. And guess what happened? Guess, guess what happened in verse 25? They returned from the search of the land after 40 days. And they came to, because these are things that happened in Kadesh Barnea now. In verse 26, that they came to Aaron and they came to tell him. Look at what they told him in verse 27. He said, they told him and we said, we came into the land without that sentence us. We surely, he flew. Look at, what they, look at how they started their testimony. They said, guys, surely the land was flowing with milk and honey. He says, this is the fruit of it. They even brought a witness that the land is really flowing with milk and honey. That, this is, as I'm coming back from LA, this is the LA bread. Eh? Souvenirs. They brought it for them. Take. But I said, nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in that land. And the cities are walled and, great, and very great. And moreover, 
we saw the children of Anak there. Who are the children of Anak? I explained it in New Testament ministry of angels. The giants, demigods. They saw people that were mighty. They say, Oi! These people, look at what they say. They say, the Amalekites dwell there in the south. The Ithetites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell there. I guess what? That's why the impact of, this is the impact of testimony. 10 out of 12 people came back. And 12 people went to, 10 people came back and said, See guys, we, saw, we really saw the meek and honey. But, ah, it's impossible in that place. We saw the children of Anak. We saw the great ones. That's why the import of testimony, they came back with, they came back with evil reports. Some people think faith is to quote scripture. No. See, the scripture says, no. Some people will know the scripture and they will never act on it. But look at, because they knew. Ah, so what did, look at what they now, look at, they said they'd be strong. So my question is, look at Caleb in verse 30. Look at what Caleb said. And Caleb stealed the people. He said, shut up. Caleb stealed the people. I thought, no, look at something. Caleb followed them now. I thought they were supposed to see the same things. Guys, am I communicating? I thought they were supposed to see the same thing. Caleb stealed them and said, let us go at once and possess it. For we are well able to overcome it. Wow. Look at what Caleb said. All the other ten were saying, <laughs> we saw the children of Anak. It's not possible. I thought they all said, you know, do you know, do you know what the other ten were saying? In our today's world, let's face reality. Let's face the fact. Let's just be factual. Let me see my real mind. You know, a lot of us like all this pity party. Let me just say my real mind. Uh -uh, just bear with A lot of us think that when you are feeling that emotional, feeling that sad, feeling that you just need, you just need to bear your mind up with people. And some people too can be very negative. Share, share how you feel, then you now start crying. See, things are really tough. I don't know how it's going to work out. Ah, uh -huh. you really don't know. That's that's what they were doing. They told them, they even brought souvenir that things are going well, dear. But I said, but let's see. Say, nevertheless. <laughs> nevertheless. People don't really get a job in that place. It's a good company. They pay well. I pay six figure, but the place is full. Why did you have to put the bot? But let's just face reality. They don't pick people there. They don't pick. You must have this certain qualification. Are you seeing that? You are becoming, you are becoming like those guys now. You must have that certain... Why do you not think you can't do it? You must have this... In fact, even the, the people that enter there are ghosts. All the people that are working there, they miraculously enter there. So if they miraculously enter why do you think you cannot miraculously enter? So we... A lot of us in this hour, we just want to face facts. We want to face the reality. Look at the resultant effect of what happened in verse 14, chapter 14, verse 1. Look at the effect of what happened. Because look at the verse 33. Look at the verse 33. You look at the verse 32. It says, and they brought an evil report to the land. Wow. You know, you should be careful of the kind of people you hear. 
Ah, be careful. See, if there's anything I will advise you, listen to me, everybody, this morning. Run from negative people. They will be in your dormitories. So they, ah, people don't used to pass that class. Oh. People don't used to have A's in that class. That's not your own portion. People don't used to have jobs immediately. You will not be seeing them so negative. Ah, people are just going to die. He says they brought an evil report to the land and all of those things. And this investigation, they say they saw the great Diane, the son of Anna, which come a giant. And they say, this, look at how they said, they say, we were in our own eyes as grasshoppers in their sight. <laughs> look at how they reduced themselves. They say, see, we know we are human beings, but when we saw those children of Anna, we were grasshoppers in their sight. And the children of Israel that they are always looking for trouble before. Look at chapter 14, verse 1. <laughs> Look at chapter 14, verse 1. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried. And all the people wept that night. <laughs> they just said, we are finished. That's, what, that's the meaning. Look at the chapter 2. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses, saying, and Aaron, would go that we die in the land of Egypt. All that we have died in the wilderness. <laughs> as funny as it is, this just are crying. They don't say they are in the wilderness, so they just sent twelve people to go and check the land, <laughs> and they've already given up because those ten people told them, "You can't go. This is your death. <laughs> you can't move forward. This is where we are dying." So they would, you know, they would start thinking in their mind. So I'm not going to have a good grave. I'm going to, I'm just going to die in the wilderness. My body will be eaten. Look at verse 3. They say my body will be eaten by the carcasses. Look at verse 3. And wherefore the Lord will have brought over there to fall by the sword. Our wives and our children shall fall by the way. Were it not better for us to return back to Egypt? Ha! They just started murmuring. Because of 10 people's report. That's why hmm, Joshua learned from this. When Joshua sent his own spies, he did not tell them to announce it to the people. Tell me first. <laughs> the spies came to report to, to Joshua. He said, tell me first. Then he now went to tell the people. He learned very well. Because a leader must not know how, a leader must know how to, must not inspire fear. Are you getting what? Any church you go, that the, the first thing you feel is condemnation and fear. That's a wrong place. Are you getting what I'm saying? And you just feel doubt, you just feel, ah, that's a wrong place. A leader must not inspire fear. He must inspire hope. He must inspire love. Are you getting what I'm Look at what these 10 people did. They just destroyed their lives. They just destroyed their lives. They just destroyed their lives. Look at the verse 26 of that place. Look at the verse 26. Look at the verse 26. He says, And the Lord said unto Moses and Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation? Which murmur against me? Look at what he now said. He says, I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel, which they murmur against me. And I say, say unto them, as truly as I live, say the Lord, as you have spoken. Wow. Who was at fault? Who was at fault? He said, as you have spoken in my ears, so I will do to you. In verse 6, your carcasses shall fall in the wilderness, and all that numbered of you, according to your own number, 24 years old upward, which have murmured against me. That's why the Bible told us they all perish in the wilderness. They didn't believe. They couldn't move to the promised land. 
Why? <laughs> he says, as you have spoken, so shall it be. Some of you think that. <laughs> Some of you think that. Just by saying, oh, it's not working for me. It, that's, that's the solution. That's actually what you are getting. These are tough. I don't know why. You are trying to be factual. You are really getting angry. These are tough. These are this. As you have spoken, so shall it be. That's just the law. Your words are law. Do you notice? Are, are, you seeing, are, you, are you looking at this thing, guys? So why did these people not enter the promised land? What they said. Joshua stealed them. I told them, no. Are you seeing why Joshua, um, Joshua and Caleb moved? Joshua stealing Caleb said, no, we are well able to overcome it. Look at what he said. Did they not overcome it? They did. What are you saying? Look at it in Psalm 103. Psalm 103. Let's look at what they really did very well. I think Psalm has a proper perspective. Psalm 106, sorry. Psalm 106, verse 23. Psalm 106, verse 23. Look at what happened. Psalm 106, verse 23. They just started crying. They started murmuring. Ah. They said, they said we are like grasshoppers in their sight. <laughs> are we? Do you, know, do you know almost 3 million... Their crowd was almost 3 million people. You don't understand. Almost 3 million people were crying, murmuring in all night. And just 10 people inspired the whole 3 million. Say, brethren, ah, when we got there, if you see what my eyes saw, it's not for the week, oh. Ah, it's not. Me, I've already told my own family we are dying. <laughs> that was what they were doing. Me, there's no hope. This is what Jacob Caleb is saying. Don't mind him. Don't mind him. There's no hope. When we saw the children of Anak, we were like grasshoppers in their sight. <laughs> the Bible says, the whole of the children started mommy and wept all. You know what it means to wept all night? All night in the scripture means 12 hours. They wept. They said, we are dying. We are dying. Wow. Would it not have been better for us to have stayed in Egypt? Or why are we going to perish here? All our carcasses. <laughs> All our <laughs> Everything we hold, we just perish in the wilderness. Wow. Wow. And that's how people talk. It's tough. The United States is so tough. Things are just difficult. All in the name of trying to be factual. I desist it when people, especially many of you, that, especially all of you that we work together. It's when you just start saying things like, ah, I don't know what to do. So what have I been teaching you? All in the leading of the spirit, I don't know what to do. I am never confused. Say, I don't know what to do. Don't try to be factual. That's what they were trying to do. It's not as if what they saw was wrong. They really saw the children of Anak. They did. Was the children of Anak not there? They were there. That was why Joshua was fighting battles too. Look at in, look at in this Psalm 106 verse 23. He says, Therefore he said, he would destroy them 
had not Moses the children stood before him in the bridge to turn away his rod, lest he should destroy them. Look at what they said in verse 24. It says, Yea, they despised the pleasant land. And look at what happened. They believed not his word. But what? What did they do? They so are you seeing that unbelief is in the process of that murmuring you are doing? It says, But murmured in their tent and acting not unto the voice of the Lord. So that shows that you don't believe that your situation can change by you just saying, it's tough. There's no job. Things are difficult. I'm just in debt. Nothing is moving forward. You are trying to be factual. Do you know what you are doing? You are trying to be factual, but that's unbelief. Hallelujah. That's unbelief. That's murmuring. Look at Psalm 95. Because they said what was contrary to the word. They said exactly what was contrary to God's word. Look at Psalm 95 verse 8. Psalm 95 verse 8. It says, adding not your heart as in the day of provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my work, 40 years longer was I agree with that generation and said, it is the people that do hair in the heart. And they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear unto my rod, that they will not enter into my rest. What does God's rod mean? God's rod simply means God's inaction. So God gave his word and they didn't believe it. Never think Joshua and Caleb were perfect guys. Or were, they were not sinners. No, they had their flaws. You can see it all over the scriptures too. They had their flaws. But what happened? The, the only difference was that they believed not that evil report. So when God gives his word, so that shows to us. When, and what was God's word to them? They will enter into the promised land. You know, that word has, has been even 40 years, even far, as far as even 400 years before then. And all of a sudden, because of what they saw, children of Anak, all of those things, all of them started crying. But what was the difference between Joshua and Caleb? They chose to believe God's word. So that shows to us, look at me, pay close attention. So when God gives his word, so that means, let's say, if your pastor pray for you today now and say, you will make it, let me tell you something. You will see contrary situations. When God gives his word, or when his word comes on your life, it just shows you will see contrary situations. I didn't know this on time until my mother said it. My mother just said, ah, she just looked at me and said, she was telling her friend, she called me yesterday. She said she was telling her friend and said, ah, if they say I am going to be a pastor, I'll say it's a lie. He said, because the devil really tried. The devil really took him. He said, but I, this is how she said, he said, but I knew that God's word is on his life. So I fought it hard to see that God's word come to pass in his life. I said, wow. I, interestingly, I, was, I, was, I wanted to say, this is what I'm about teaching tomorrow. But I just kept quiet. But that's actually how it is. Anytime I see, I remember one woman came to me one time. He said, my son is this. The child was very young. He said, my son is this. And I asked the woman, what, what came, when, when you were giving birth to this child, what did you think this child would be? He said, ah, I actually even dedicated him to the Lord. He is going to be a preacher. He is going, I said, ah. Oh. I said, you just stay praying. I said, because God's, that word on his life is what the devil is looking for to deal with. 
to, that's why it seemed like many of you had had storms. In fact, even you sitting in service today, some of you might even be thinking it's a miracle. That, ah, me, I'm just sitting in service. One guy is just, he's just, he's just teaching me, me, taught. Ah, you, you won't understand. If you go back to probably, maybe years before, there could probably be a word over your life that is just coming to pass. Because when God gives his word, you will actually see contrary circumstances. You will see things that will want to take away that thing. I will see things. That means I will see things. I will hear things that will not look like what the word of God says. I will see things. I will hear things that will not look like what the word of God says. See, I will just give you a story of my own self. It has been prophesied I will be a preacher. Even before my birth, they said it. In fact, even in my naming ceremony, they told me. They said the preacher took me up and said, this one is a pastor. My mother said, my mother interestingly gave birth to me in a church. She said, because this one, I just know this one will be a pastor. This one will preach the gospel. This one will do this. See, it didn't look like it. It didn't. Growing up, I, I hated the Bible. I hated Christianity. I... I was the black sheep of the family. You know why? Because you will actually see contrary situations that look like what God said about you will not come to pass. Do you know how the devil now started working? I now started using my mouth to say, I will never be a pastor. I will never be a pastor. I intentionally and unintentionally kept saying it for years. I will never be a pastor. I will never pastor. I will never pastor. I kept saying it. I kept saying it. And guess what? All the revelations, all the visions, I've seen the Lord Jesus almost two, three times. Everything disappeared because of what I was saying. I would have started this church years ago. But because of what I was saying, I didn't see it happen. Because your words will set the barriers. It will. And why? Why did I say? Because I just did not like what pastors I just did not like the whole idea of me standing in front of people, having to lead people. I just felt like all oh, these things are rubbish. I even used to speak against it. Why? Your word, and now I'm back to what I'm doing because of my words. <laughs> Hallelujah. I remember 20, how my life changed on this. 2019, I went to a place to pray. And I heard the Lord Jesus speak to me very clearly, very loud, an audible voice. Why would you say, you don't want to be a pastor when I've called you to be one? Interesting. Immediately, I started changing my words. I just said, I'm a pastor. I'm a pastor. I'm a pastor. And that's how my words started. Till we started this church 2021. Hallelujah. I had to go and meet my friends and say, hey, ah, I'm a pastor. I'm a pastor. I'm a pastor. If not for God, you know, what happened to me may not happen to somebody else. That you hear an audible voice that will say, ah, are you... <laughs> Your word set the boundary. It set the laws. So, that God says something, that God gives his word, that they say, ah, this Sunday, the pastor say, ah, you will make it. The pastor say, this Sunday, you will see fruit. This, this Sunday is fruitful. This, this, is this. <laughs> It doesn't always happen that way all the time. You will see contrary things that look exactly like what it was not said. They say your business is increasing. That's when your business starts going down. Ah, you know what I'm wondering? Is God, you, know what, you know what that's doing? You will now start saying your reality. Instead of saying the word, 
you will not be like the children of the children of Israel. What were they supposed to do? Ah, the Lord told us we are going to enter the promised land. And nothing is by any means at all. They've seen miracles. This is numbers. They've seen miracles in, sec- in Exodus, the parting of the Red Sea. They've seen how God came down for them for 40 years. They did not beg. They are now thinking that now. Look, are you, are you seeing that those guys were actually dangerous people? They've seen so many miracles. Manna from heaven. 40 years. They were eating. They were not cooking. Manna was just there. The Bible told us that when the night wanted to come, there would, there would be a pillar of cloud of fire that would just give them light, the whole of the children of Israel, and they were still in doubt. And now they were just to enter the promised land, the very place they were going to, and they are now afraid. So you mean the God who provided the 40 years could not do it? The God who parted the Red Sea could not actually sort out the children of Anak? But they said, no. We are going to die here. This is the end. Contrary situations. But what did Caleb and Joshua do? They said we are well able to possess it. Did they not possess it? They did. Why? Because of their words. They said we are well able to possess it. We are able to go through and overcome it. And they did. Hallelujah. And So that shows. I will see and hear things different from exactly what God said. And we see circumstances that will look like the word of God is not possible. But you know what? We will have to make a choice. You know, supernatural communion, we are growing. We are not seeing defeat. We are not seeing, we are not seeing, we are not seeing, we are not seeing us being downcasted. We are actually upward bound with the word. All of us are growing in the word, growing in the spirit. Going in the things of the spirit, going numerically into the nations. The nations are coming, you know, to hear what we preach. Hallelujah. The nations are coming. They are moving down to this city, coming down just because of supernatural community church. Why? I believe it. I know what God said and I'll say it. I know what God is saying and I'm saying it. Hallelujah. Because, see, let me tell you, mumbling against God means to say that, mumbling against God simply means that. You are saying that which is contrary to what God has said. Mumbling simply means you are saying that which is contrary. Mm, it will fail. Mm, I'm, I'm a failure. Mm, my life is finished. When they, when they called you blessed, they called you blessed. The word of God called you blessed. The word of God called you sanctified. The word of God calls you, you know, beautiful things, a new creation. You, you say you are a failure. Well, because you say that, that is what it is. It will come to pass because God's word has said you will have what you say. If you say negative things, it will come to pass because it says you shall have what you say. It's a law in scriptures. Some of us are afraid of sickness. Some of us are afraid of so many things. And the way we talk about it shows how much power that thing has over you. The way you talk about the problem. The way you talk about the, the, the job thing. The job interview, the applying, the business. It shows the way you are even talking about it. You are not talking in faith, you are talking like a doubter. It shows how much power the thing has over you. <laughs> you know what? Your words are laws. Your words are laws. You set laws over your life with what you say. You do. You do. The very minute I started saying I will be a pastor, that's when I knew supernatural committees will start. That's when I knew. In fact, 
I said it in January. In, I said it in. I said that I will be a pastor. De De December. I, I can remember the date. December 19. January. In the next year, the name Supernatural, the Supernatural Church came to my heart as I was just praying. The next thing I just knew, ah, it's time to leave this city. The Lord already told me. It was even that same Mr. Lord told me, pack your bag, come to New York, because I said I will be a pastor. When I said I won't be a pastor, I told you, things were rough. It diminished. You, I just knew that. I, I almost backslided. Oh, yes, I almost did. Because I said I won't be a pastor. I said I won't serve God. I'll just be serving God. I'll just be normal Christian. Just be sitting down. Just be doing things. I don't want to be a pastor. I kept saying it for years. Foolish me. Because you have whatsoever you say. Yeah, you do. You have whatsoever you say. I remember there's this one exam they normally write in Nigeria then. It's called JAM. My mom, before we were born, or when we were young, my mom used to pray that any external exam that we are ever going to write in this line, she has prayed it, it will come to pass. Guess what? So there's this exam. We, how many of you remember, those of you that are from Africa, you remember Waek, Waek, and Jam. When I wanted to write my, I was not scared. When I wanted to write my Neko and Jam, I was not scared. I just said, my mother has prayed. I didn't even know much there. I just said, my mother has prayed. I believe and I know I will pass this. I can never fail it. I will never fail it. I will never fail. In fact, when my mom was the one who took me for that jam exam. And let me tell you, jam can jam you. It's called jam for instance, for, for a name. Because if jam jam you, you can't enter university. You can't. So I remember my mom was the one who took me to that exam that morning. And she was saying, ah, you're not even scared. I said, I, don't, I remember, I said, you prayed years ago. I said, wow. And my mother became calm. She said, it's true. I said, you prayed. I heard you when I was five, when I was six, when I was seven, saying, whatever external exam these people will write, they will never have to write it twice. And I never wrote it twice. Hallelujah. I told, I said, I don't, I told, I, I, there's a confidence I have. I don't write an external exam twice. Even if it's an interview, I don't do it twice. You know why? I said, my mother has prayed. Because I have what I say. I just say, my mother has prayed. I believe and I receive that this, this exam I'm going for uh, is successful for me. As far as, this is a confidence I have. If they want to take an exam for an, for an interview or for anything, I pass it. As far as I want the job and I go for it, I have never been denied an interview of a job I wanted before. Except a job I did not want. Because my mother has prayed. So any anytime I'm going for an interview, I just tell myself, at this interview, I want this. I want this. And I believe and I have it. Because I have what I say. I have what I say. You see, you must, you must know what, you must know how to, you must know how to set your words in the right motion. I have what I say. I have what I say. I about that for you. You know, you have the good things you say. You know, you have the good things you say. You, have, you do. Because your words set the motions, your motions in faith. It does. He really does. He really does. Faith in God's word comes through the word. So faith, faith in circumstances also comes through God's word. But faith in circumstances comes through words. Or when we express our faith, so it gives birth to circumstances. Worries, doubts. And you will express it in word. Now let me explain what I'm saying. Faith in God's word comes through the word. 
Faith in circumstances. If you have your faith in circumstances, it also comes through God's word. But let me tell you what happens. When you express your faith in circumstances, through words, when you express your faith in circumstances, like in troubles, through your words, it gives birth to worry. It gives birth to doubt. It gives birth to anxiety. It gives birth to fear. And let me tell you, when you express it with your words, when you express your worries with your words, when you express your doubt, your anxiety, your feeling, your bad feeling, <laughs> you are saying, don't bottle it up, say your mind. Don't bottle it up, say your mind. See, it is all in the name of saying your mind. People are mad today. It's all in the name of saying your mind. People are transgender today. It's all in the name of saying your mind. People are the way they are today. I'd rather speak the word. I'm not taught in Christ to say my mind. I'm actually taught in Christ to renew my mind. So I will speak God's word. I will speak God's word in spite of any circumstances. In spite of any contrary situation. I will speak the word. I will stay on God's word. And I will see that God's word works. Hallelujah. I will stay on God's word. I had an issue with my school. And, and all of those things. And it looked like it was not possible. I just got into my words. I said, I see possibilities here. I see possibilities here. They broke their law for me and gave me the loan and they, they don't give students. I, because I say I see possibilities here. I see possibilities here. Because your words matter. Your words really matter. Faith, doubt, unbelief work with your words. Caleb and Joshua, they were their words took them to where they were. Their words took them to the promised land. The others died in the wilderness. Why? Because of their word. They said they were going to die and they died. They started mumbling and crying. Are you seeing it? And said, we are going to die in this place. And what happened? They did. Ah, so you didn't know that. So why not wash up that feeling with speaking God's word? I know. It looked like you are trying to be factual. Ah, it's tough. I know it looks like you're trying to be factual. Oh, that sickness. I remember when I was sick years ago, because I used to be a sickler years ago. I was just in the other, I saw people die in my front. Ah, I knew this is not the kind of life I wanted. Immediately. I don't I say it to you tomorrow. I didn't, nobody prayed for me. I just used my word. I said, today, my, I was too going that day, and I dropped my phone. And I just said, today marks the end of sickness in my life. And that was it. Today, when I see circumstances, when I see headache, when I see issues, just like last month, I traveled somewhere and I was sick. Oh boy, my body, everything was down. I couldn't, I couldn't function properly. As I checked in into the hotel and everything, I just, and I had a meeting the next day. I just, I just remember, I had the message I taught, yeah and be healed. So I played it and I started speaking the word. I said, I believe my body is healed. I believe my body is healed. I didn't call somebody and start saying, you know, my body is not okay. I'm not feeling fine. No, it's not me and you. I actually even shut, I actually even shut down from everybody that period because I needed to get into my speaking game because I needed my body to function properly the next day for the meeting. This was just last month. I was so down. My head, my body, everywhere, everything became hot. I could knew, I knew this was sickness. And I just said, you know what? I will stay on God's word. I'm a fighter. 
My body is healed. My body is healed. I believe and I receive. The healing power of God is working in my body, affecting the healing and the cure. And I started listening to the message I thought, yeah, and be healed. I just, I just kept playing it, just what I thought. Because I believe if this message has blessed life, then it will also bless the preacher's life too. So I just said, okay. I just speak. I just speak. And you know, in the, before I knew it, I, I couldn't find the sickness again. I couldn't find that pain and the, and the way my body was feeling again. Because I remember that God's word will walk over my body. Hallelujah. So even the doctor will tell you, so that the, the doctor can tell you, ah, you don't know what I'm saying. You tell the doctor, you don't know what I'm saying. Are you getting what I'm saying? You tell the doctor, you don't know what I'm saying. I will be healed. I remember Creflo Dollar was sick. He was sick of, he's a popular preacher, Creflo Dollar. He was sick of cancer or yeah, cancer and all uh, some issues in his health. You know what he did? He told the doctor, he said, the doctor told him, ah, <laughs> will you start packing up your church and start trying to hand over because <laughs> I don't think you're going to survive this. He said, well, <laughs> I've got people healed of cancer before. I've got people healed. I will stand on God's word. So he got on, he got on tapes. He got all the tapes of his spiritual father. His spiritual father is Kenneth Copeland and his spiritual mother, Gloria uh, uh, Copeland. He got all the healing tapes. He kept feeding on the wall. He shot himself in. He just kept feeding on the wall. Kept rejoicing. Kept feeding on the wall. I went back to the doctor and said, you know what? Do a test again. The doctor said, ah. Did, where did you go to? He said, I told you I was going to be healed. He said, I told you I'm going to be. He had another issue recently, I think about his kidney. <laughs> he said, I go healed. He said, because I know how to stay on God's word. I stand on it. I like what Carrie Pickett said. That thing never lived by mind. He said, I don't understand what sickness means. Because anytime my body begins to feel anything, I know what to do immediately. I get on my word. He said, I learn sickness from the people I've gotten healed. Or people that come and share testimony in our ministry. He said, but sickness in my own body. He said, I was exposed to the word quite in the early age, at 16. He said, so at 16, and now I'm about in my 40s, entering my 50s. And I haven't, I haven't really seen. He said, because I was exposed to the truth of divine healing on time. Because, and, I, and I've just stayed on it that my body functions properly. My health. You know, I say to my body, my body will last me. Almost at least in 120. Me, I really want to live long. I'm not those five of people saying I want to live 18, 19. Mm -mm. I really want to live long. I really, I want to get old. That old people will call me old for preaching the gospel. I really want to live long. I, because the world is actually sweet. So there's no point in rushing. There's, the, the world is actually, there's no point going to sleep in eternity. Ah, there's no, let me enjoy the, the God created the world for me to enjoy. So I, I, I've been telling my body, you this body, you are lasting me. For as long as I want it. Sickness won't take me. I'm saying it and I'm saying it again. Sickness won't be what will kill me. Death won't. I will be the one that will say I'm going. Sickness. Any medical issue. Anything that kills people won't be what will kill me. Untimely death won't kill me. Guns won't kill me. Uh, people are catching one virus won't kill me. What will kill me is that I decided that I want to die. That's why I used to tell some of you, I say, if I mistakenly sleep, just slap me, I will come back. You know why I say it? Because I want my body to register into it. Because my body is mortal. I tell you, and I'll be saying it for you. Just, just let me sleep. I say, you know that slap that they slap one guy? Just slap me that same way, I will come. Because I'm not done yet. Until I tell you I'm done, before I go. I will preach till the nation, all over the nations of the world. The nations of the world will hear my voice. Because that's what I know. That's what I believe. That's what I say. I remember when we started recording our messages in 2018. It didn't look like 
we should record it. We started using phones. We would just put the messages on phones. It didn't look like, ah, it didn't look like there was a possibility with it. In fact, some people were asking, why are you recording it? I just said, I feel led to do this. I was just led that life should be blessed with what I teach. And to be honest with you, those things I taught then, people are listening to it and it's blessing lives today. You know why? Because I knew. People in different nations are picking it and saying, ah, this bless me. And, I, and, when it, and I, sometimes I ask them, what message exactly? They say this one. <laughs> and I tell them, if you know when I taught this message, I was actually standing on the corridor. When I taught this message, I just picked my phone and it recorded. You know, some people say stability in prayer. Chapter 12, he blessed their lives. Oh. I taught stability in prayer in my room. <laughs> Go and listen to it. You know say, ah, I saw, I saw someone say, it made me pray. I taught it in my room. But you know what? Before I taught that message, I knew. Before I taught it, I knew. I said it to myself. I said, this is what I taught today. It will change the lives of many nations. It will change the lives of people and spur people to pray. You know why? And what I said, I'm seeing it come to pass. And it's coming to pass. So today, people say, ah, go and peace the I actually taught it in my room with the boxers. I'm saying the truth today. With a singlet and a boxers. And when you hear it today, you'll be praying. You know why? Because I said this is going to happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Your word set the boundaries of your life. I'll give you one today. And we'll continue next week. So faith, doubt, unbelief does not work. Crying has never brought any result. Your word set the boundaries of your life. Look at the woman with the issue of blood. She said, but she said, she said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, Mark 5, I shall be made do. She kept saying it. She kept saying it. She kept saying it. So when you, so when you, when you have to say two contrary things, it means you never believe any. It means if you kept saying you are you today, tomorrow you say, ha, I'm not sure I'm here. It means you don't believe any. It means nothing is going to work. You must be instilled on your confession. Matthew 6 verse 31. It says, take no thought saying. Take no thought saying. That taking no thought saying is worry. Matthew 6 verse 31. Say, take no thought saying. That thought will come. But when you say it, you have taken it. The evil thought of, ah, how will it work out? It will come. See, I, I tell people, 2021 was one of the darkest years for me. Because I was going through a whole lot. Ah, I was going through a lot. But I just kept using my words. I'll try out by God's spirit. I'll try out by God's spirit. How we had mission is possible in the midst of it. I didn't allow it to happen. I tell people, if I never started mission is possible that year, I never knew, we never would have held mission is possible today. Because I kept saying I will triumph over this. I will triumph over this. And indeed I did. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says, take no thought, saying. So that means the thought will come. The evil thought will come. But what are you saying? That thought of, ah, I'm finished. That thought of, ah, I remember 2021, I wake up in the night. I was like, you know, that thought will come. I'm finished. I can never amount to anything good. I'll just start praying. I'll just start praying. I'll just start praying. I'll just start speaking God's word again. I'll wake up again. Ah, I bet I should go and kill myself. The thought of suicide, the thought of everything came because I was going through a lot. They said different things about me, ministry. They said name calling. Now I'm tougher. If you say anything, it doesn't move me again. You, you, you say anything about that church, I don't. It does, I'm even happy because I've grown, I've grown stronger. Hallelujah. I'm even, I, I'm even sad if they are not saying anything again. 
But then, ah, I was overwhelmed. So I knew that that was one thing that the devil would do with me on. I said, oh, you are not going to win. <laughs> I would rather be more happy. So today, now, if I'm not hearing negative things about us, I'm wondering, what are we doing wrong? Because you know why? I built my face strong. Nothing can move me. I'm not shaking. I can't be tossed to the wind. I can't. I stand strong. I stand strong over any challenge, over any circumstance, over any name calling. I'll keep forging ahead. You will keep seeing what I'm doing. You will keep seeing that we are reaching the nations. You keep seeing that we are blessing lives. That's all. Hallelujah. Because you must know how not to take that thought in your lips. Know how to not take that evil thought. Ah, they say it. They say they rejected you. You now say you now said it to your man. They rejected me. No, I'll say they reject the job. The job just did their own. Me, I'm forging ahead. Hallelujah. I am never refused. I can never be stranded. Hallelujah. I don't repel people. I attract people. Hallelujah. Our ministry don't repel people. We attract men. You know, you have to learn to speak the right things. Doubt, fear, worry, anxiety will die unborn until they are spoken. They will die unborn until they are spoken. So if you read in that when Psalm 106 verse 22, what do the unbelief do? Unbelief provoke the word of God. Which word of God is man-made? So you will rise and fall to the level of your confession. You will have whatsoever you say. So many of, and, and I'm saying this as I begin to close gradually, many of us grew up under negative parents. And that's why even as you start as you start having children, start parenting, you must know how to switch, flip the switch. Don't use negative words on your on your children. Don't. Don't even start doing it from now and don't use negative words over your friend. How about seeing your friend and say, you know, you are a man of God. I say, you, you know you are blessed. And say, you, because it is what you do now that will reflect over your own children. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because, let me tell you, whatever you criticize that you don't like your parents do, if you don't correct it immediately, you will eventually find out that you start doing it. Are you getting what I'm saying? You can start even with your siblings and when you call them and say, you know you are blessed, you are prosperous, things are working well for you. If you grew up on that negative prayer, there's that attitude you will have in your mind that will just be like, ah, you just have that depressive heart, that negative spirit. You just be feeling, nothing can really work out. Though. You just be very negative about life. And because life is actually negative. People, you go out around you. What I'm saying now, if you come out, if you leave church today, what I'm saying will not look like what I just said. I don't even know what I'm talking about. What I'm saying will not look like what you will meet when you get back home. You will start here, you will, the reality will not start dawning on your face now. Ah. Are you sure our pastor was really right? I remember that. I remember when I was growing up. Anytime they teach something like this, I'll be wondering, wow, you just be inspired. You will be very inspired. But when you just get out, it's like that hundred percent level you were in. You just come to one. How you that thing? It don't. But you are the one that will remind yourself again and say, no. God's word works. Hallelujah. God's word works. Hallelujah. It happens to everybody. That's to let you know that the word will always keep being the word. Hallelujah. But you, you have to make sure that you change the word. Uh, you are the one that needs to change the word. Hallelujah. So always affirm who you are in Christ. If you give birth, if you, if you were born under a negative parent, which is not your which is not your fault, it's just them that is negative. 
they kept telling you, you are, you are a failure. You are this. Nothing good can ever come out of you. This is a, and you know, that, that thing has made a whole lot of people not believe in themselves. It has made a whole lot of people have depressive, people, depressive attitude. Just affirm yourself with who you are in Christ. I'm what the word says I am. I am not what these people say I am. I am what the word says I am. I can do what the word says I do. Look at Jesus. Play for me, I close. He always affirmed what he said. He always. You will see him say, I am the bread of life. It, it just seemed like he was affirming his reality. I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the true vine. He kept affirming his identity. Why not say I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? You know, the more, if you are struggling with addition, the more you say you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you will live right. If you are struggling with anything, just I'm the righteousness of God. I'm created unto good works. I'm created unto good works. I'm free from this. I have a teaching, the fresh start, listen to it. I'm free from this. You know, if you are somebody that easily gets angry, easily, you can just tell yourself, anger has no place in me. Strife and bitterness has no place in me. I am free from this. I walk in love all the time. I walk in the spirit all the time. Because you will rise and fall with your words and your confession. That's why you will never, do you notice you never found Jesus speak any negative words? Even in the midst of storm, he never did. It never. Do you think storm never came? Oh, storm did. Even on the cross, <laughs> he never did. Even when they were flogging him, he never did. It's better to keep your mouth shut than to say a negative word. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's better to actually keep short than to say a negative word. I am what the word says I am. Ah, see, eh? the word is working. The word is working. See, we are increasing. We are changing lives. We are changing nations. We are reaching the nations of the world. Hebrews 13 verse 5 to 6. It says he has said in verse 6, so that we may boldly say, so your words are words over your life. Negative or positive, you will actually have what you say. You will do. You do. And let me tell you, you know that thing of somebody said it for me. I will explain it in the course of this series. You can't have what another person say over your life sometimes. You have to now put it on your lips. If you believe it, you speak it, you put it on your lips. It is your own words that have effect over your life. That's why I tell people, you can't curse me. It's not possible. You can't. As far as I've not cursed myself, you can't curse me. No curse can walk over my life. Some people say, I will curse you. I will curse you. Some people will try to say, curse me. Curse, 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 curse. It can't work. Because I don't have that permission. You don't have that permission and authority over my life. What is permitted in my own life is blessings. Prophecies. Positive prophecies. I remember one of my friends, I, I, I stayed away from that person because the person was just too negative. Very negative. When I started to say, say, who called you? I just said, I just knew this one. You can never be my friend again. I, this, in fact, this, this time was so clear that the person had to ask me, what did I do wrong? I said, ah, it's just for my good. So how are you going to help? Others are praying for me that things will work out. I'm believing God will only you. He said, I will leave work out. That's not what I want to hear. I stayed away. No. It's too late. Oh. It's too late for me to hear doubt. It's too late for me to hear fear. My life is a life of faith. Where I am today is because I believe God. I came to Rochester with nothing. With just $50. No house. 
no job, nothing. Hallelujah. Where I am today is because I believe and that's because I stood on God's word. I remember I was sleeping in the airport and I just told myself, I believe God. What you have sent me to do in this city will come to pass. Nations will receive it. Are you not seated now? And more people are coming. Hallelujah. That's because I believe God. So it's a life of faith. It's a life of faith. My parents were asking, how would this work? How would you live? Come and start the church in your house. Come and say, God didn't send me there. God didn't. Come and start. We will give you everything. I said, God didn't send me there. I said, it's Rochester God sent me to. So I came with all my fears, all my worries. I remember as I was on the air, I just started speaking God. You know, the reality didn't dawn until when they say we are about landing now. That's when the reality was eating. So we just arrive at Rochester. The, the weather condition is this. So sassy your seatbelt, this and that. Hey! That fear just came on my hand. Hope you know you don't have a place to sleep. Hope you know you don't yet have a church venue. You don't even have any member. Hope you know your church is not yet on Facebook. So that at least, you know, if it's on Facebook, at least somebody will have still seen it online and come. Hope you know you don't have anything. Ah! I knew. You know, that's the time you just be thinking, I'm finished. <laughs> who sent me? Then I now met somebody who told me, who comes to Rochester without a plan? In the airport. Ah! I just felt, <sighs> I just felt, you know what? I bet I should just go back. I started looking for tickets. I won't lie to you. I won't, I won't tell you that I'm only, I was already represented in faith though. I started looking for tickets. I should just, I just thought, it, thought about it. If I go back to Indiana, where my parents is, my mother will pound the hand for me. My mother will cook for me. Ah, I'm the firstborn. They will welcome me like a king. But I just felt, I'll damn the consequence. I just kept speaking my word. What God has sent me to do in this city, it will blossom. The work of God in my hands will blossom. Nothing will die in my hands. I will be prosperous. I will be prosperous. I will raise men, mighty men. Supernatural commission should be known all over the nations of the world. Men will come. It's already happening. And it's going to happen even more greater. Hallelujah. Why? Because I stayed on God's word. So it's too late to stay on down. Imagine that. That's the time you are not texting somebody as if. is hard though. is just hard. Hallelujah. Look at how they describe Goliath. You know, they kept talking about Goliath. They never spoke. They kept talking, eh, Goliath, Goliath. And David said, Who is that all circumcised Philistine? He used his word, Who is he? I will bring him down. <laughs> and that was it. So I will face a greater fact of God's word. So your words are footmarks over your life. It is. They are footmarks over your life. Footmarks, footmarks, footmarks. With contrary circumstances come, yes. I remember before I got an apartment, I lived in hotel for one month. Kept quitting hotel. How the money even came, I don't know. I just knew that I was sure as as the as I needed money to pay for another week, I will pay. Hallelujah. But God's word never failed. Hallelujah. Is it not it now that we are saying this place is this place is we are tired of this place now already? Ah, because
because we had a meeting upstairs. We said we are tired of this place already. It's going to come to pass. But that's not what we see. That's not what we see. We see camps. We see cities. That's what we see. Supernatural commission, city, hotels inside, different places. Oh boy. Fitting 100 million people at once. That's what I see. Hallelujah. I don't see defeat. We, we keep moving on. Hallelujah. We keep forging ahead. Hallelujah. See, when people don't believe in me sometimes, it makes it sweeter for me to believe God more. Because you will eventually hear it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh boy. What are you believing God for this week? Let's be on our feet. Let's just trust God for it. Put your words to work. Put your words to work. God's word works. God's word works. Set one, set two. We have something we are believing God for. God's word works. God's word works. God's word works. God's word works. We see the possibilities. Nine, nine, the next two months, we see. We call them forth. We call them forth. We call abundance of provision forth. We call abundance of resources forth. We call all the funds for camp meeting forth. We call them forth. We call all the members, all the stable disciples for camp meeting. We call them forth. We call them forth. We call Kenya. We call South Africa. We call Florida. We call Maryland. We call Greece. We call increase in those places. We call them forth. We call IU. We call Arieta. We call Haraiti. We call them forth. We call them forth. We don't see impossibilities. We don't see impossibilities. We call that business forth. We call that job forth. We believe and we receive it by the power of God. You lift your voice. Faith is loud. Faith is loud. You lift your voice. This is not time to soliloquize. You lift your voice. You are lifting your voice. Don't forget, you are not using your faith to God. You are losing your faith over that doubt, over that situation. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Call them forth. Our faith confession works. Our words set the boundaries. It set the limits of our lives. Use your words. Use your words. We see this place filled up. Filled to the overflow. We see this building filled to the overflow. Between now and the next two months, we see it filled to the overflow. We see increase all in all ramifications. We see stable disciples in all ramifications. We see increase in supernatural community church. We receive open doors in Mexico. We receive open doors all around Mexico. Stable disciples in Mexico. That's what we see. That's what we see. Open doors in the whole of Maryland. That's what we see in the whole of South Bend, in the whole of Boston University. That's what we see. That's what we see. We call them fault. We call that job. We call our bills paid. Our debts cleared. We call it fault. We are prospering. We are advancing. We are making progress. We are reaching the nations of the world. We are changing lives. That's what we see. That's what we see. That's what we see. Oh, we bless you. Oh, we bless you, Jesus. Thank him this morning. Oh, we bless you. We bless you. We honor you. We honor you. Thank you. 
We honor you, Jesus. As we have said, so it is. We cast down negative words over our lives. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 